Welcome to the See Me Be Me podcast. I'm Nile Henry. And I'm Blair Henry. And we're two brothers who set out on a mission to make motorsport and STEM careers more diverse, affordable, and inclusive. We are the founders of The Blair Project. This podcast series delves into the minds of inspirational individuals who come from ordinary and often humble backgrounds, but through their belief, dogged determination and never give up attitude, I managed to overcome academic, social or mental challenges to achieve their dream careers. Our guests will share their life lessons that you too can apply to your own. We hope their stories will inspire you to go further, aim higher and accept nothing less than you deserve. Your ambition, your purpose is all within and we're here to help you unlock it. The planet of possibilities are endless. Hello and welcome to the See Me Be Me podcast. Today we are joined by a very special guest, Tyler uh, Rossell uh, from the United States. Welcome to the See Me Be Me podcast, Tyler. Hey, thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. So Tyler, can you tell our audience who you are and a little bit about your background and the, and how you became, how you went on the journey that you are on now. Yeah, who I am. Uh, well, I'm the son of Leroy and Alcidine Rousseau. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in Virginia. Uh, I was I got into cars really early at a young age, at like probably four years old, because um, my dad was a diesel mechanic uh, in the Marine Corps. So uh, I was around cars like very early on in my life. And, uh, you know, I grew up and eventually um, joined the Marine Corps myself. And that kind of is what led me out here to the West Coast. Um, and yeah, from that point on, I kind of, I got out of the Marine Corps and I started, you know, um, doing car sales. So I would sell, you know, I went to, you know, dealerships around the area and like, oh man, yeah, there's a lot of cards here. Let me, uh, you know, try to sell those. And then kind of got like uh, tired of being in the town I was in because it was really small and I just, you know, wanted to do more things. And so I moved to LA and I started working for a film producer for a little bit. And then maybe about a year and a half, in I I found a program where I could utilize my um, my GI Bill, and I went to film school with that bill, and so I stopped working for him, and then I just fully went into like uh, the LA Film School, and then from there I met like a couple of business partners that I worked with, and we started a production company. We had a a couple of films that went in the Cannes, the Cannes Film Festival that we shot. Right, right out of film school. And then, uh, yeah, from that point on, I got heavily into uh, film production from, you know, producing, gaffing, from everything, commercials, music videos, feature films. Um, and, then, and throughout my whole course of, you know, living here, of course, cars are a major part in the California culture. So... Yeah eventually that snowballed into me uh gearing my filmmaking now into the automotive world so i can like basically i got to combine the two passions you know that i grew up oh. loving yeah so that's what led me here today and i suppose 
going back to when you were little is you know from when if you take you back to like when you were six years old was the marines something that is that what you set your goals on um at that very young age or no. you know, was there other was there <laughs> other things that you had in mind that you you wanted to be oh yeah no i absolutely did not want to be going into the marine corps uh i i wanted to race cars i <laughs> i was <laughs> i was geared up um uh, I kind of got primed early because when I was in school, like, like in the early nineties, um, mid nineties, like I had friends that were stationed in Japan and would come back over. And it's one of them brought like a best motoring tape or, and, uh, you know, I had a bunch of like some option two, you know, videos and things like this initial D on VHS and stuff like this. So I was introduced very young into the culture um and yeah that's really where my focus was i got into like art and drawing and then photography and film stuff yeah. like that so i kind of got in into that in high school so those uh passions sparked you know the film and stuff sparked way back early in the day um mm -hmm. but yeah it all kind of snowballed into what it is today and just going back to your uh childhood uh tyler who were some of like yeah your role models and your idols growing up? Oh, man. Ken Griffey Jr. I was like, I played T-ball and baseball. So <laughs> I was like a big uh, Ken Griffey Jr. But I was also like in racing, I, like Aaron Senna, like was like Senna. one of the first persons mm -hmm. that I got, you know, to know who they were, you know, through my dad and stuff like this. So it was pretty cool having like, uh, and, you know, having all kinds of, you know, race and you know, watching Michael Schumacher come up through the ranks and all that stuff too. Yeah, the, the, the Schumacher was mine as well, uh, just hearing his backstory and the dragging Ferrari back up to uh, the glory days. So that's that's the person who inspired me to go down the career racing as well. So just really inspiring hearing their stories. So going from, you know, it's a great and fabulous circle, your story of, you know, starting off really young, working on cars, uh, fixing them but also having a passion to want to race and then transitioning into you know going into filmmaking and creating content and now you're back in the automotive world filming uh filming racing how 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 has that how has that been that whole experience uh a little bit surreal because it's kind of seeing a lot of things come full circle uh so uh yeah, it's been very rewarding and also uh, kind of it kind of gives me confidence to keep doing what I'm I'm doing. Talk us through, you know, you said you've done some uh, you you've gone and cre created some content, some films that have appeared at the Cannes uh, Festival. Um, what were some of those films? Uh, well, there were two short films um, like a green called Green is Red. It was like a. Um, a story about like uh, the the destruction of war and what it does to families and kind of shows the human side of things of what it both both does like on both sides and um and the other one um was called ugly flower it was about you know like uh a kid who um uh, was going through like the emotions of someone older passing away and stuff like this. So he was dealing with that. And it was kind of crazy because that director uh, turns out 
like 10 years later, we ended up doing a film that we wrote, uh, he wrote during this time period. Um, and we had just now uh, released the that feature film in Colombia wow. that we shot of that script. And it was similar. It's kind of similar in the same vein of the first story I told you. It uh, shows the um, what happened with the Colombian conflict with the government and the FARC and what the people went through down there. So it's kind of a similar situation with the story of just kind of showing like, you know, like wars, how, how, how bad war really is, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, uh, some of the people who maybe get pulled in on each side, but not knowing the real uh, things that are going on, you know. The skills to be a, a director, what 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 would you say if you had to give some advice to a younger person who was looking to get into the industry? What three core skills would you say are vital? Um, listening and understanding what the other departments do within the set are yeah. key, because that's going to give you a big understanding of you know uh, time, how time is going to go on the set. If you're asking for things that are going to take multiple hours from a department but you don't know that as a director or you can't under comprehend why things are taking so long because you don't know what each department entails in some type of way yeah uh these are like that's a definitely a strong suit uh communication uh communication with your crew communication with the actors and talent you know that you're working with are are pretty key and then uh knowing the material that you're working with and earlier earlier tyler you're saying you originally you're from virginia and you made the move to uh los angeles yeah and that was why you to pursue like education and film so well what were your thoughts leaving home to pursue your dream and just going into and uh, going into an area that you've never been into before so, uh, what was that experience like um that was i was in that was pretty cool because, like, I went in after 9-11, after that happened, after the Twin Towers got hit. Yeah. I was just like, oh, man, what could I do? You know what I mean? Like, whatever. So I just ended up going in. I did my four years there. Um, and But that was cool. And, and the Marines, I did some crazy stuff, man. It was really cool. It was some high-speed stuff. It was uh, – I was a 7011 uh, EAF. So I did crash fire rescue. Basically what we did is you are familiar with like aircraft carriers. Yeah. When the jet lands, we would catch the jets in the arresting gear and, you know, bring them to safety, basically stopping them from going off the edge. Oh. But uh, we did that also like on land as well and expeditiously. So we would drop like, let's say mobile matting down from like uh air airplanes and they would land on the field and then we break those apart and like uh lay out a runways basically so uh birds can come in land refuel rearm and go back up and fight but they'll do that like in like uh, a mobile zone or something like this uh which is really cool but so like in that that area we would basically build the arresting gear do monthlies and quarterlies on them um just making sure that they're all working well they each arresting gear had like a thing i forget it was like glycol like uh like this fluid that circulates around the drum that yeah. you know causes the uh the tension and then it, that breaks at a certain pressure point when it's hit in the gear um 
and then we also would do like like the navigation system basically would send the signal up to the plane if he were to black out the pilot would black out he or she and it would bring the plane down to a trajectory of our arresting gear and stuff like this so it was really cool it was a really really cool job but uh there's not a lot of stuff in the civilian world not a lot of people flying you know tail hooked aircraft <laughs> so yeah i had to figure out something else to do when i got out which was you know making films and in terms of where you are now so you're the founder of um cover pictures so would you be able to take us through your organization and then uh, why you set it up uh yeah that was that's what my uh business partner mateo uh from film school who i told you we yeah did everything through but yeah we we started that back in 2018, started doing um, music videos and uh, commercials. And then we, you know, moved directly into feature films. Yeah. And we just did that one in Colombia. Now we got a best um, audience choice in uh, the San Diego International Film Festival. And then we just released it, like I was telling you, in Colombia on the 17th of this uh, this month. I was just looking at um because you've done because you've recently well in the last few years you've done work with people such as Snoop Dogg, um, French Montana, uh, Ronda Rousey. So, so of the individuals that you've worked with uh, in the past, all those uh, big names, who's been what's probably the most standout or the standout person that you've uh, worked with in your career? Oh man, yes. I mean, you said Snoop Dogg. How can you like <laughs> deny <laughs> Snoop Dogg? Man, yeah, I got to work with him twice. Um, so it's been really cool working with him. He's always, you know, spitting knowledge every time we're there. But yeah, man, got to work with him. You know, Buster Rhymes, Fat Joe. Wow. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are legends. <laughs> I, I want to ask the question: Which music videos did you did you uh, shoot for Snoop Dogg? Uh, it was called Woofer. It was with uh, an Indian artist. We did it here downtown in downtown LA. Zora is that name? Zora. Yeah. Runs, yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 And I suppose with your filmmaking background, Tyler, um, what what three films inspired you to go into filmmaking? Or what's your top three favorite films of all time? Oh man, that's hard. <laughs> oh man. You're gonna put me on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a good that's a good question because I don't know, man. It changes. Well, inspire me from back in the day. I don't know. I would probably say I was a big Star Wars fan growing up as a kid. I really liked Star Wars, so it really kind of set the stage of imagination. So I would have to give that you know some credit back in the day. Old old school Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the old school Star Wars, like the old, OG. Old Cause that when yeah, that came yeah, out, yeah. that's all we had. Like I remember when you know the <laughs> X three came out. You know that was a new thing. So I was like, all right, but nah, it was cool. Like movies like that, that like you know let you see like you know how big things can go. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you just said the OG trilogy, that's three films, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty <laughs> much yeah. Those were definitely they were out before. Basically, I was really watching it. So, yeah, back to back, Indiana Jones and all those junks, man. Yeah. All those yeah. junks. Yeah. And even today, you know, who are some of your, who, who inspired you as directors? 
uh, who, like, who are some of your favorite directors, um, dead or alive? I mean, well, yo, Antoine Fuqua, man, that dude killed it. Training Day is my movie, so. <laughs> mm. Where else in the world have you shot um, music Uh-oh. videos or films? Yeah. I, I, know you, yeah. I know you've been to Colombia. Yeah, Colombia, um, Mexico. I shot in, like, I don't know, this artist, you know IMDDB? Mm-hmm. The artist from London. Um, yeah, she's really dope. I shot um, like a little mini doc for her in Brazil. And we did, we went like San Paulo and Rio. Um, yeah, but yeah, Switzerland, Italy, Germany, Austria, all the crazy places over there. Yeah. I see your favorite place. So, uh, Monaco, man. I just did a music video over in Monaco. That joint was real cool. That joint was real cool. I've seen on your feed that you've been to a few of the uh, Formula One Grand Prix as well in recent yeah. years. Yeah. So w- yeah. which of the Grand Prix have you been to? Um, Austin. I've been to Austin a few times here. But That's I want to go to Vegas. <laughs> I'm going to try to make it to Vegas this year. And so, Tyler, um, I imagine some of our audience are probably listening to this and thinking... Do you know what what does an average day look like for somebody like yourself uh who is a, is, is a film director take t- talk us through yeah well yeah average day is usually uh yeah working on something that i've done the previous day <laughs> or something <laughs> like this that's to start off with like usually half the day and then um yeah just uh either putting down, creating up new ideas. Cause I shoot a lot of car content. I shoot a lot of, uh, I do a lot of photo shoots and stuff like this. So I'm always planning shoots, arranging, uh, setting up cars for like the next day. Of, and then I'm editing, usually editing the film or video. And then also editing the, um, you know, what I want to do in my mind. Yeah. Reaching out, setting up meetings and, uh, for new projects and things like this and creating space and time to create pretty much like what's on the plate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah. And in terms of team size, how how big, let's say on on an average shoot, how big is the team? Oh yeah, it depends. Like I can go from, you know, I can go from like a, you know, seven, eight person shoot to 30 person shoot, depending on the, the the size of the set you know or bigger depends on uh, but yeah it always just depends on what the uh the actual scale of the the set is and what we're doing that day mm. and now like a music video people just see you know two three minutes long you know or maximum sometimes four minutes long is the music video but there's a lot of work that goes into creating that video you know what is the sort of lengths of, of filming a music video is it a day two days what's the what's the general yeah yeah it definitely and back to yeah depending on like the, the scope of the vision of the of the whole thing how many scenes you know how intricate they are if you have to you if it's like you're shooting overnight you know but and then yeah that entail like also like what kind what is the shot list and what do you need there is it like a one person shoot like I, like yesterday or two days ago i did like a music video i did a photo shoot and then 
um, the artist was like, yo, we should just shoot a clip. And I made that like we had like two, maybe two takes before the sun left. And we just, I just shot a whole music video on that with that, you know, and you can do something like this if it, I mean, it fit the song, it fit like the vibe and the, the mood and that worked, that worked really well. But then there's other times you have to tell intricate stories. So it could be like a two day shoot, three day shoot, you know, something like this where it's pretty big or heavy in like uh, stunts or, you know, uh, post after effects. So you have to do maybe some, a lot of green screen work. So yeah, yeah it does, it, vary, it varies on the the uh, type of project you're doing. And I know Tyler, because um, obviously we, we've been following your, your journey uh, for a very long time now via um, Instagram. And it seems, as well as being a uh, film director, you're also doing work in Europe for the, I believe it's the GT4 uh, European series. Yeah, uh, yeah. Photo shoots and uh, are you doing a bit of a driving yourself as well, or is it just strictly for oh, the uh, the photo shoot as well? <laughs> or test or test driving any of those cars? Nah, man. Uh, so I'm filming a documentary on yeah. uh, George Wallace. Yeah. He's um, so last year we raced. He raced in the uh, DTM series. Um, yeah. DTM Trophy Series, but he was the first Black uh, African American uh, driver to drive in that series. So oh. I was like, "Yo, man, we need to do a documentary on you, man. And the world needs to see that." So we started doing a documentary about the journey of his racing over in Europe, and um, that's what led me over to this year because he's racing in the SRO. So he's in the GT4 and the Porsche with Allied Racing. Yeah, and so we're following him this season and then hopefully next season we take it somewhere gt3 super trofeo porsche super cup oh wow well yeah yeah so uh we i'll have to uh keep a lookout for him so uh yeah. see uh how far he can uh, get up in his career and then just yeah. going back to you uh yourself though tyler in terms of setting up a um a business in the film industry did you encounter any barriers um that's to stop you from getting where you wanted to get to no in some type of way <laughs> no i mean yeah you say your llc and you kind of just organize what you want to do and yeah i think there are barriers i mean i think financially there are things that you can see that you want to move that you may not have at the time but you yeah. just you know, kind of set your goals and say what is it going to take to get here and plot it out and yeah i think it's uh it's definitely it's nothing easy about it but i don't know i think i said yes when <laughs> i could say no i mean but i think looking back in comparison to some of the things that you know that's not it's not really an issue you know you just really gotta yeah. dig down and set your goals and accomplish it maybe look at the vision that you have and you know pick a way to get there and then, um, I guess more personal question to yourself, but um, what would you say has been the proudest moment of your career thus far? Um, that's a great question. I think uh, the proudest, I think, moment is just when people write me and be like, hey, oh, you inspire me. Like, keep doing what you're doing or like, or they check out whatever I'm doing and or my photos or like the trips overseas, you know, uh, I think that's really the highest form is inspiration. And if I can leave my mark or uh, 
help inspire somebody to go and do something that they weren't initially thinking they could do, I think yeah. that's the cool thing. Now, I've got two questions here, Tyler. The first one is, as a, as a filmmaker, how easy or difficult is it to choose the uh, cast of the films that you produce? And two, I imagine filmmaking requires a lot of patience. Have you mastered the art of being very patient? Yeah. Yeah, I think patience is a big thing. Um, and like, for example, for the Columbia film, the film we did in Columbia, Summer Echoes, it like they we were working with um, the the government there to be able to shoot on like the military base, and so we got the approval, went through all the steps, and then they had a change of presidency, and so we had to literally start everything back over again, the whole entire process of getting. Uh, the approval of getting you know the okay to shoot the project to shoot it on the base and all this stuff so uh yeah things can change but you in in, in the process can go long so patience is definitely a virtue when it comes to uh filmmaking you know there's a lot of variables that maybe you wouldn't ever expect but they happen but you just got to deal with it and i think it's about rolling with the punches yeah mm -hmm. And choosing the cast, uh, is that yeah. an easy thing or difficult? Uh, choosing the cast is, uh, um, yeah, it depends on, yeah, if you're directing at the time or producing, they're two different things. Uh, for that one, I was producing that film, let's say for the Colombian film. But definitely when you are uh, directing, I think it's, you work with the script or you either wrote it or you worked with the writer so you have a good idea of, where you see the character initially so when you do have the casting you know i think it's a gut instinct but you know you have here we also have like casting agents so you can be you can look and revert to old films or something that you're like oh man they killed in this casting you can look up that casting director and be like hey would you be down to come on board you know send them your project and you know propose you know yeah. the whole thing and that can help you if you're not if you're not in the position of knowing or feeling it, you can help trust and re, uh, rely on the person who you think could help you out the most. And, and speaking of not knowing and, you know, that whole thing of finding finding somebody and the whole process of networking, let's say as a, as a young person or even as an adult who might be working, might be in a chosen career, but is looking to change and has always wanted to get into the filmmaking industry, as a writer or a filmmaker, you know, you, you come up with a script, you've got this great idea, but you need someone to finance it, a producer to finance it, to get the ball rolling. How, how do you go about with getting, with, with getting that one off the ground and getting somebody to co commission your script? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is to make sure you have a concisive piece, like something that somebody would want to invest in that can see a solid project, that's going to be number one, because that's going to help you the most. Like if you have something that's not put together well, or is not really connecting with whoever's going to read that first 10 pages of your script, 
uh, that's going to be the most important part. Once you have that, uh, it it can vary. Like it could be family. You can crowdfund. You could for the funding. You could uh, be a, a really great networker and build yourself a network, uh, either online or in presence of your community or going outside your community. Um, you know to to raise funds. Uh, you know and putting putting forth proper pitch decks and stuff like this can are really what are going to help push the project when it comes to uh you know having someone join and invest in your project is that something that you taught yourself along the way uh tyler like uh crowdfunding yeah. and like raising funding if that's just uh where you start yeah. on your journey it's yeah, kind of like I, learning I it on the journey yeah i would say i tell myself and i, I mean but also like learned and watched like crowdfunding at the time was like when it first started happening is like you know just paying attention to what's happening out there and seeing you know what your options are yeah but uh yeah it's definitely something outside of crowdfunding we had to learn and go network and you know meet people and you know sell them on yourself sell them on the project you know no this, the next question we're going to ask Tyler is quite a controversial one. Um, you know, it's, it's been in the, the news recently uh, with the actor strikes over, you know, AI looking to be used within the, the filmmaking industry um, to almost replace, to use um, lower paid actors' faces so that they can uh, use them in films and uh, not pay well, pay them initially, those individuals, but for future films, they don't have to. Um, and now we've seen things like ChatGPT and now fully embedded in, in the work streams across all industries. And now, you know, I've seen people being able to create scripts or, you know, books using AI. Do you think this will be, uh, you know, this will be a huge challenge within the film industry in terms of writers there, you know, you might they might not get those opportunities anymore because you know AI can do it themselves or these film uh, these film producers can just be like right well AI's done that I can just roll with that um, and two do you think there will be we will AI will fully just embed itself in within the film industry or do you think you know there will be changes or there'll be a halt to it uh, what's your thoughts on that? It's very difficult, this one, <laughs> because you it's almost like, when have we ever seen technology stop? So far, mm -hmm. every time, it's always progressing. It's always progressing. So it's a difficult battle. I think it's wrong because, you know, we have these stories are mostly about people. And these people are the people who are creating it, creating these stories off of real life experiences or they're sitting and going somewhere in their own mind, exploring their mind and creating a fantasy world. You know what I mean? So then you have this technology that comes along and does it in three seconds or less. And it just instantly puts people out of jobs. So no, I definitely don't agree with it, but here, like the other thing is you have a studio system that's also fighting for it in such a strong way that if you don't fight now, I don't think you're ever going to get what you're owed as a, a writer or a gaffer, electrician, yeah. anyone in on in on the movie in the movie industry. So I think the time to fight is now. 
but it just seems it's it's terrible. There's people moving back home from here. Uh, people are losing their jobs, and the studios seem like they're willing to take it, you know, to the max. So, uh, as far as the technology goes, is uh, is useful on like I can't deny it. Like if I wanted to like put put something in or know something or just get a quick ask a quick question so I can see what it says and do my own yeah. research off of that, that can help me move faster in my day-to-day -day life. But as far as like, you know, taking people's jobs or this, like doing things like this, it's just not, it's not cool at all. Mm -hmm. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be some type of regulations. They gotta come to some type of agreement, you know, with that, you know, we were here first, <laughs> you know, Yes, definitely. It'll be definitely interested to see where that goes uh, in the future. Um, with yourself, Tyler, um, want to go, let's say, because we're on topic of the future, in terms of yourself and your own career, what sort of legacy would you like to leave behind, let's say in 10, 15 years from now, or maybe even further into the future? How would you like to be remembered, let's say, in the film industry? Um. Yeah, in the film industry, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I think my what I want more so is not even in the film. I just want to leave my mark here with people. You know what I mean? Uh, whether it's it's through the vessel of filmmaking that catapults yeah. that to happen, that's cool. I just want people to. Uh, I want to be able to you know give some type of guidance to people that are coming up. Uh, I'm moving into the race world more. So, yeah. you know, I'm trying to offer pathways into racing for uh, people of color. So, uh, wow. and all people, but like people of color, like we're, we're pushing hard because like I didn't have a, a way to get into racing growing up, but now doing some of the things that I'm doing within the racing world, I'm having a door possibly be open to have that for other people. So, if I can do something like that with my legacy, that's what I'm, I'm trying to work on. Yeah. And what are, what are some of these uh, pathways in uh, motorsport? Because uh, you mentioned getting people of color into a, into a motorsport like opportunities. What are, what sort of uh, projects you've been working on? Uh, right now, I'm working with uh, a company, uh, MFT, um, that is. Um, they're developing a program to have race car drivers come from America, you know, and we're working uh, with uh, another company, the 11010 Foundation, where they're training, you know, kids in school. Uh, they're showing them aerodynamics, uh, engineering, all these aspects of racing um, that you wouldn't normally get where you live, uh, yeah. showing them the like that side of the world and kids are really interested in it so we're kind of creating a pathway for uh seeking out high talent like high racing talent and developing a program where they can move into racing through our oh. program you know, you know so so yeah, is that for, is that just for uh, drivers or is it for like uh, mechanics engineers drivers, as well? yeah. for mainly drivers to start off with and then yeah. But we would be running teams and stuff like this. So we would have open doors for engineers, mechanics, and things as such. So we're working on that right now. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. 
And um, what race series have, have you uh, have you have you uh, shot? Uh, DTM and SRO. DTM and SRO. Yeah, yeah the European GT World Challenge. So, do you not? Um, have you um, with some of the American series, like your, your Indy cars and your NASCARs? Have you had much involvement with the the American series, or is it mostly just European? Ones? Uh, I've gone to like IMSA races and stuff like this. But I haven't been able. I haven't been involved shooting them. I've shot there, uh, like in the pits and stuff with uh, Lamborghini and um, teams there and stuff like this. But um, yeah, I wasn't really like on commission. I was just able to shoot. Ah, oh. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I do like IMSA. I do like IMSA. Like that whole series is really cool. So, and what what would be the dream, Tyler? You know, would, if Formula One came knocking the next day and just said, you know, we'd love for you to shoot, would that would that be one of the dream goals, or yeah, you know, you might might be different? No, definitely, definitely going to the Formula One. That's definitely that's definitely on my uh, top tier bucket list there because uh, that was a goal from day one. So, you know, I think I'm going toward the right direction to make that possible somehow. So. I'm gonna just keep pushing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you mentioned uh, earlier that um, you were wanting to get more uh, people help help out with initiatives to get more people of color into racing. I mean, Formula One themselves have done a big push with uh, diversity in motorsport with We Racers One. Um, so, just want to ask you your thoughts on uh, your thoughts on it, Tyler, in terms of Formula One's uh, message and just getting more people from diverse backgrounds into the sport. Uh, what are your what are your overall thoughts on Formula One in terms of uh, how they're pushing the message to get more black people or people of BAME backgrounds into the sport? Uh, yo, yeah, I think it's great. As long as it's real and true, I think it's, I think it's great. You know what yeah. I mean? As yeah. long as the, the real tension, intentions are there and the actual effort is really being put behind it. Then I'm behind it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, a, still a long way to go, but it's uh, it does feel like it's um, going in the right uh, direction as, as things currently stand. So, yeah. And so, Tyler, you know, being a, a photographer or being a, a filmmaker, or whether it's you know, back in the days working on cars, you know, there are you know, when when things go well, it's fantastic, but when things go wrong. It, sometimes it feels like oh, it feels like the end of the world, or you feel like weight is on your shoulder. In whatever you've done, especially when it's the lowest moments, when through work or whatever, what gives you the motivation to pick yourself up and keep going? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's like, yeah, if, like, uh, for example, in photography, like it's cool because uh you sometimes i don't know well i have like these moments where i go through periods of like really great i feel really good with what i'm shooting and then i'll go through a, a period where i don't feel like anything is good i feel like everything is trash you know what i mean but it's i like it because i've been through the period enough to know that it comes and goes so when it does come i'm like oh i'm stuck i already know feel like this but i know it's gonna it's gonna come back around so i just like put my head down and i just shoot through it until like it starts happening again 
I try to do that. Or if I also, like, if it's other things like that, and I'm, I get down, I like just try to remember um, like what it took me to get here or, you know what I mean? Or highlights yeah. or strong points. And then I'm like, all right, now nah, I got this or something like that, you know? So sometimes that helps. And in, and in terms of, you know, an interesting question I just thought about is, you know, in terms of any of the films that you've, you've made, have there been any Easter eggs where, you know, people might not be able to pick up at first glance that you've left in the background? Uh, no, man, I, I haven't got to do anything like that yet, really. I've really been wanting to. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe for, the next, maybe for the next film, you'll, uh, you'll have an yeah. Easter egg. Maybe something uh, from like this it. podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, one thing I wanted to ask you, Tyler, in terms of your whole career, I mean, again, this might be a bit more personal, but what would you say your mission in life is? Oh, man. It's got to be to help help people, you know? Uh, I think that's that's really... My mom is like that, man. Like, she... Yeah. You know, she helps everybody. She uh, she works with like teen mothers in the school system and stuff like yeah. that. And she's retired now, but yeah, man, like she's definitely an inspiration. I couldn't be around her for you know any kind of time period without that rubbing off. So uh, yeah, that's she gave that to me. I gotta you know help people with you know whatever skill set that I have. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then final question before before we go on to the bonus questions, uh, which is three little fun questions. Oh, were yeah. there any were there any films you, you watched in the past where you were like, oh, I wish I was in that scene, or I wish I directed that bit? Oh man, yeah, Fast and Furious, man. <laughs> <laughs> which one? All ten. The first joint, man. The first one, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was just the time, man. Like when that came out, we were the whole movie theater was uh it was a whole car show. There was probably not a single car in the in the car lot that wasn't fixed up. It was just like you walk out, it was a whole car show. So we went in that movie like, yo, they better not mess this joint up, man. Cause if it was this for the culture. But yeah, after like watching it, it was like, dang man, yeah, I wish I was there for that. <laughs> Yeah. And, and which scene in particular in that first film? Uh, probably. You... Go on. Probably. I mean, well, when they were driving under the semi truck, that's some stuff like. <laughs> Y'all don't yes. know, man. Yes. I'll be, yeah, I'll be getting down in the whips, though, man. So, like, <laughs> going, under that, going under a semi truck, man, <laughs> I've thought about that many times. <laughs> And actually, being a motor, motorsport head and a car enthusiast, you know, what's your favorite car of all time? Oof. Man, that's oof. Oh, all time, man. Oh, oh. All right, the Alfa Romeo thirty three Stradale. Stradale. They actually Ooh. just released the new version, like maybe yesterday or two days ago. Uh. But that car is such a beautiful car. Like, it's a beautiful classic car, 60s car. Um, I think, man, probably, though, the other one, I have to say this one because it's just, it's so legendary. But I was at Emola in Italy, and I seen, like, 
this uh, BMW M1 Pro car. Man, that joint came through the chicane at the top, and it just like went down toward the downhill, and it was just glowing like eight foot flames, just like out the rear. It was just like (laughs) beautiful thing I've ever seen, and the car sounds amazing. So, yeah, that car forever be etched in my mind, you know. What we're going to do now, Tyler, is we're going to head over to the free bonus questions section of the podcast. All so right. it's free, free fun questions, but I'm just going to warn you. The first question I ask is fun, but I do judge my guests on the answer that they give me back. All um, right. And this could determine whether we carry on with this podcast as well. <laughs> um, so here we go. Drum roll. Does... Pineapple belong on a pizza? Oh, nah, bro. Nah, nah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> all right. <laughs> nah. Go, go on. It sounds like you've got a story to tell with this. No, so yeah. I started, I I had I had pineapple on pizza like around the time when Ninja Turtles was popping back in the day. And uh, <laughs> I liked it the first time and then... uh. Yeah, after that, it would never taste the same. And yeah, it's been ruined for me for the whole time. <laughs> nah, I, I always say to everybody, like, you know, take the pineapple off the pizza, have the pizza <laughs> first, and then you can have the pineapple to help with the yeah. digestion. You yeah. just don't have the pineapple on yeah. the pizza. Yeah, it's, it gets weird. <laughs> it gets weird. It gets weird. It doesn't belong there. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad we can carry on with the rest of the questions, Tyler. That we're on the same page here. Um, you know, you know. Let's say if you could have a special ability, what would it be and why? Mm. If I could stop, if I could stop conflict in the world, that would be a superpower I would take. Mm. Mm. That's, that's, that's that's interesting one. We've not had that one before. Yeah. No, we've not. We've not had that one. That's interesting. Do you think the world would be a peaceful place if you could stop all conflict? I mean, it would be more peaceful. I don't know if it would be. Good. <laughs> but, hey, this is a start. It's a start. Yeah, it's a start. It's a start. And then, this is a good one. So, if you could throw a dinner party. Um, Tonight, later on this this evening, Tyler, and you could invite three people, living or dead, to this dinner party. Who would you invite? Oh well, Aronson is pulling up. That's for sure. Sana, yeah. Um, DMX is coming. Oh, <laughs> DMX. <laughs> Where the dogs at? Yeah. <laughs> RIP, RIP DMX. RIP DMX. And then my mom. <laughs> well, oh, that's a nice yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely. She got to be there for that one. Do you think do you think your mom could put up with DMX at the dinner table? Yeah. I could, I could just picture it like now, like I, I could see Senna, he'd be trying to get a word in, but DMX would just be like, just talking nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just enjoying it. And then Senna's like, oh, okay, I can't yeah. say anything. <laughs> uh, but no, that would be, that would be a really good dinner party. I'm not going to lie. I'd wish I would, t- I wish I could turn up there. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. No, no, that, but that's that. We're coming to the end of the podcast. Thank you for coming on and being a being a guest. You know, Thank for you. the listeners, you know, where can they find out more about you? You know, social media links, website. Where can they go? Um, probably best place right now is going to be my Instagram, Tyler Rousseau. Tyler underscore Rousseau. So you yeah. heard it here. Have you got a website as well? Do you want to plug or any films that you know yeah. the audience can watch or anything COVID like that? Pictures. Yeah, COVID pictures and uh yeah. Covidpictures.com. You can check us out there. Yeah. 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 Go and watch, go and watch some of the films, guys. Um, I, I certainly will be later on this evening. I'll be coming out and checking out some of the content as well. Uh yeah. really interested in seeing that that film in Colombia and seeing the story. Right. The story behind that. Yeah, um, uh, no problem, no problem. And hopefully, you know what? You know, we look forward to following you on your journey. And then, you know what? If the, we could see a feature-length film uh, in the cinemas directed by Tyler Russo. So, you know, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting the positive energy out there, um, <laughs> and we'll get you back on. We'll get you back on as a guest in the future. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an honor, man. Yeah. Yeah, and just to let uh, just one more thing as well to let the audience yeah. know, you know, we, we and Tyler go way way back. We were, yeah. you know, we've been following each other for what, over six years on on Instagram. Yeah, it's got to be easily that, if not more. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tyler was one of our first one of our first followers, I believe. Yeah. Especially must be in the top fifty. Uh, yeah. one of the first followers we had. Yeah, yeah, and then we've just stayed in touch ever, ever since. So yeah, uh, so yeah, that's great. Nice little uh, Easter egg uh, yeah. for the podcast. <laughs> there yeah. we go. We did it. We did it today. <laughs> we, did, we did it today. We did it today. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So thanks for being a guest on the CVBB podcast, Tyler. And uh, yeah, we wish you the best in your journey. Thank you. Likewise. Well, no. Tyler Russo, what did you think about today's guest? Tyler Russo's story was um, how he just started out with just a passion for film and then just essentially making that dream a reality from a very young age. He started out in Virginia, moving to Los Angeles in an area that he'd never been to before. And it's just leaving it, leaving his home behind and just pursuing his dreams and ambitions to get to where he is now, where he's traveling all the world and producing these different films and working with these high-profile artists, like we said, with uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Ronda Rousey. It's just really inspiring. And if, if I'm being honest, we've been following uh, Tyler's journey for at least six, seven years, like when we first started our Instagram at The Blair Project. And just to see him go from strength to strength each year on, and following his journey, it's been a... It's been a a great journey and i'm interested to see where he's going to go in the future for yourself yeah so no it's no it's great to finally catch up with tyler and you know for him to be a guest on the podcast and you know being able to see what he's been able to do uh and the the career the career transitions he's been able to achieve as well you know going from you know being a marine and being in being an, uh, working in the army almost, yeah. um, to then you know doing that for a couple of years and transitioning 
to working and going to film school. And it was, I think he said it was through meeting uh, somebody that they said to him, come on down and get involved in filmmaking. And through that experience of somebody inviting him and showing him the ropes, he enjoyed it, loved it. Um, it sounds like when he was growing up, he was always creative as well from working on cars. Yeah. That, you know, he had the opportunity to go to film school and then was able to pursue his passion for, you know, being a filmmaker and a photographer. Yeah. And now he gets to go all over the world and do what he does does best and make great pieces of content. Um, and, you know, his, his work has been featured in the Cannes Film Festival, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure, you know, many, many famous eyes got to see his short, his two short films, um, which one of them was filmed in Colombia, um, which Tyler talks about it in the podcast, um, which, is, which is absolutely great. And, you know, he's worked with, I just said, some big names like Snoop Dogg and Ronda Rousey and how, I don't think you mentioned this in the podcast, but when we spoke to him after, uh, before it, sorry, he mentioned that, you know, people like Missy Elliott and Pharrell were his idols um, growing up uh, that got inspired him to want to uh, be a filmmaker. So I know, but yeah, Tyler was a great guest. And it was his first podcast, would you believe? It was his debut. first podcast, so his debut. And uh, I'm sure there'll be many, many more to come as a result of this. And he's also following his, uh, his second passion, which is uh, motorsport mentioning that uh, Ayrton Senna being one of his uh, inspirations. And now he's currently traveling, as well as his work in uh, America, he's also traveling a lot around Europe with the, uh, the GT4 series. And mentioning as well, setting up um, pathways for people from Bain backgrounds to pursue careers as racing drivers, which are, um, mirrors what we're doing with the Blair projects as well. So just congratulations to Tyler. No, absolutely. Um you know, a big, big thumbs up from me for liking the OG Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> Don't think there's any bad trilogy. Oh, actually, no, there are. Lord of the Rings is a good trilogy. Lord of the Rings is probably the best trilogy. Well, Star Wars, the, the original, the original, or otherwise known, episode four, five, and six, some of the greatest pieces of filmmaking um, and storytelling I've seen. Yeah. So, yeah, thumbs up for Tyler to liking that. Um, and yeah, definitely we'll be following him on the next part of his journey. Um, but that's all we've got time for today. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all of the Blair Project's social media channels, uh, including all of our videos, including this podcast right here. So if you want to follow us, make sure to, you know, go on, type in, the Blair Project on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Go hit that follow button. Or we're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Get Me Motoring. So, my name's been Niall Henry. And my name's Blair Henry. This is the See Me Be Me podcast. And for now, stay tuned for another exciting episode. Take care, guys. If you've liked today's episode, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. The Blair Project is all is on all major social media platforms, including Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube at The Blair Project. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and, and TikTok. Yes, we are on TikTok at Get Me Motoring. 
If you'd like to follow myself individually, I am on Instagram at Niall Henry and also LinkedIn uh, at Niall Henry as well. And if you want to follow myself, I'm on Instagram as Blair Henry underscore 97 and also on um, LinkedIn as just Blair Henry. So we look forward to having you on the next episode. So stay tuned. Take care. Until next time.